Next in the tank is a safety app for beloved family members. Hi, Sharks. My name is RC, and I live in New York City with my three dogs, Marty, Hank, and Odin, a.k.a. the Three Musketeers. Today, I'm seeking $100,000 in exchange for 10% ownership in my company, Woof. Whatever you're doing right now, give some super claps to Super RC. Woo! Welcome, RC. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. It's great to get to meet you. Uh, glad we were able to finally get the, the schedule together. And uh, so let's just jump right into how you were feeling walking down this hallway. Yeah, uh, it's, I thought I would not be that nervous, to be honest. But the way it works is it's basically like you and one of the producers, I guess like the main producer, right, for the show is just back in that room with like the couches where you do your exit interview. And he goes like, you know, we're going to count down from seven and then the doors will fling open. And there's no music when you're walking down that hallway either. It's dead silence. So that, that wait for the seven second countdown took, honestly, I think maybe three minutes because they were getting things ready backstage. So the nerves I had, I had to keep asking him for a bottle of water because I kept losing my you know, my, my throat was getting all tight and it was very nerve wracking. I, I think I honestly almost blocked out from being so nervous. But then once the doors flung open, it was like I was just on like a go mode. You know, I just like I almost blocked out and I just did it. <laughs> oh, man. So, OK, so getting into the tank, uh, you were going in for a hundred hundred thousand dollars for 10 percent. Correct. Yeah. Um, and to date, so I had to call. I had I just watched uh, your pitch not that long ago, um, like an hour ago, uh, to get you know refresh and write some questions and all. So uh, to date, when you filmed, you had had four innocent uh, innocents incidents. How many? Do you know how many incidents you've had since you filmed back when you only had four at the time? Yeah, it still has not. The user base has grown tremendously, mm-hmm. but the. Uh, the level, like the actual, like emergencies where it has to get to nine one one, hasn't happened yet. We actually automated. Yeah, that's a good that's thing. All, that is a good thing. Yeah, uh, we automated totally step one and step two of support. So, for example, if someone's timer expires, they get like an automated text right away, and they have an hour to respond to that to confirm if they're okay. And if they don't confirm in an hour, they get an automated robocall. And if they don't answer that. After two hours, it's considered like an actual expired timer. Then we manually go and call the user. So that alone has basically removed me from support totally and my team. It's, you know, everyone just goes, oh, yes, I was on vacation or, or whatnot. So uh, it's gotten to level two where we contact the emergency contacts, but it has not gone to level three, thankfully. Wow. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's great to great to hear. I know, um, you know, Kevin expressed some I, I would I would say good problems to have, you know, like, oh, you're going to need a call center. You need people like, yeah, that means you're doing money. That means money is coming in. And that means, yeah. that, you know, you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't get that either because I was like, well, that's why I'm here for money to do things like get a call center. Right. I mean, that, that's the goal is to actually need to buy a call center. Yeah, exactly. So it just, you know, he kind of blew me away that he's just like, oh, well, you know, I have to do all these things. It's like, yeah, obviously you don't, it's not in your wheelhouse to want to do it. Um, so leave it to the person that you're investing in to go and figure it out. Right. Like, and then you went and did that anyway. 
uh, through automation. And, and I think that's really smart to, to utilize, um, you know, automated services to handle those, those things. Cause you don't need a personal touch of yeah. somebody on the phone to like, are you a lot? It's like, is everything all right? Like what, what, what's our next step? Right. Yep. And then in terms of the call center, I, I actually, um, I've met with a few and I met with one that I, I think is the, the one I'm going to go with when I'm ready to do that. And it's actually like a 911 um, dispatch like center. Basically, the way alarm systems work is I didn't know this until I met with the company, but the way alarm systems work is the like ADP, I think it's the company, right? As an example, it's just like, you know, a box that triggers the alarm that sends a signal to this like call center that's specifically designed for alarm systems. And every other alarm system, like, you know, it's not just ADP, it's like every other alarm system comes to that call center. And they have all the, you know, 911 uh, codes for the entire country. So they're like designed for a wolf scenario where they'd have to call 911, right? Just as if someone's alarm went off or someone broke into their house. So that's when I'm ready. That's, that's the way I'm going to go. It's not going to be like a random call center that handles like, um, you know, sales calls or something like that. It's going to be very specific for emergencies. You know, and that's, I think that's really uh, a really smart uh, uh, observation on your part. Um, we at, uh, we have, uh, we use a towing service company that all they do is like answer tow calls for our after hours uh, yeah. truck repairs. So, you know, you could get any call center uh, literally anywhere in the world, but like you want somebody who knows like, okay, this is not working. This is the thing. And these are the steps that need to take that, you know, that are next. Yeah, exactly. Um so at the time you had only had 307, well, I say only, but it, that's, I mean, that's still a lot. 317 downloads, 117 subs, which ding, ding, that, I think that should have set off a bell to them as well. Because, I mean, how many of us out there have downloaded apps, use it once or twice, never actually subscribe, never may take that next step, but you got a third of them signed up as subscriptions at the time. How far, like, t- can you talk to that? Yeah, so the night that it aired, I had, I believe, like 2,500 downloads from just the night of. And then um, throughout the weekend, you know, a couple other hundred trickled in from like re- reruns and stuff of that nature on demand. And of those, around, I think the exact number was like 600 subscribed from that, which is not bad, again, if you think of like the, the conversion rates. And I, I realized one big change that we've made since the air date, which I wish I had the night we aired. So if you downloaded Woof on the night you on the night it aired, you had to essentially buy the app to actually like enter and make an account. Mm. And that's the way it was set up. And uh, if I had it where there was like a freemium model, right, where you would download it, you'd set up your profile, and then you would choose to subscribe. I would have captured all those user, all that user data, right? I could have sent promos to them. So I, I didn't get any of that user information because if someone downloads the app, you don't capture, like Apple won't give you their email, right? So I think I missed an opportunity on potential pipeline of leads, but I, uh, yeah, that's something I learned. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, just thinking thinking through it myself, I, well, I think it's a, a great observation on your part for somebody else in the future to not miss out on an opportunity like that. But, um, you know, I, even if you, you know, I was just thinking like, well, because you have automation, like, what if you had like a cheaper plan, right? That's like a dollar a month or something, you know, something like that. 
um, that only takes step one and step two or only step one, you know, like it's a timer and like, Hey, for a buck a month, you get a peace of mind that you're going to, I mean, you look at, I mean, ring is a, an extreme example, but like rings free service is free. Like I don't, I don't do call monitor monitoring uh, or house monitoring services because I'm, I'm home or my wife's home. One of us is home. And if the alarm's set, we're, I mean, if, or, you know, if it's set, like if I'm not home, my phone's always by my side. Right. So I'm yep. getting the email, I'm getting notification through the app and all that. So it's like not as big of a deal as say to, to, to go and take that next step and then have a call center integrated on your part. So I, yeah, I, I think some kind of freemium or freemium to the dollar plan, like to the lesser plan to get the people to the high, you know, a slightly higher plan to get that extra peace of mind, I think um, could definitely help you there. And I think it was, it's ADT. ADP is the, um, the payroll company. Oh yeah. It's a, I knew it's president will sue each other or something <laughs> like, ah, you know, it's too close. Yeah, yeah. It's confusing. Uh, yeah. But I, but um, speaking of that, uh, Damon brought up the wolf help, uh, you know, uh, the, the whole wolf aspect of the name. What, I mean, I see you on your website, you still have wolf, like where, where are you at with that? As and, and I guess, the Grim uh, Reaper hasn't come yet for that. Apparently. I mean, so ever since Shark Tank, I did get an investor from one of the, one of the view, like I actually take a step back. I had about 10 people in total reach out to invest, right? Eight of them were, just like, you know, not, not serious about it after we talked or just not the right investment. But one of them runs a, um, a founder's institute. He's like actually has an accelerator. And um, he's since came on as an advisor and we've converted Wolf Help LLC to Wolf Help Inc. So it's now we're now a Delaware corporation. And we, um, you know, we met with attorneys and that was the first thing we asked is, hey, is Wolf going to be a problem? And he watched the episode before the meeting and he was like, no, Damon is, is not right. It's not, this won't, this won't be an issue. So, uh, cause it's not, it's not called Wolf. It's Wolf Help at the time, LLC, right? That's the company name. And a business name is, is a business name. It's not like your actual legal entity, right? So. Mm-hmm. No, and that, you know, I, I, I almost wonder if what Damon was referring to is almost like, um, like the, the patent trolls, like people squatting names to like, you know, just to go after people like, oh, because it's like, you know, yeah, uh, that kind of that kind of thing, I, I, I guess I'm not I'm really not sure um, where the because, again, the, the name was Wolf Help uh, yeah. LLC. So so or, and now Inc. But yeah, no, that's awesome that you were able to get uh, incorporated, get in Delaware, which is a very business friendly state, uh, just, just South of me. Um, so that, that, that's great to hear. Uh, you know, I, and, and going back to Kevin, you know, I, like I, I, again, I, I really feel like he was kind of putting the cart before the horse there, uh, on the whole, like, well, you're going to need this and then do this and this and this. And it's like, but I don't want to do any of that. So like, yeah, I thought Kevin was going to be in. He, um, you know, he said like, Oh, I thought you were crazy when you came in here. And then he kind of just like disappeared after that and then backed out. I'm not sure why, but because when you're in the tank, there's, you know, eight conversations you're trying to keep up with. It's cool. I guess technically five, right? But it's, uh, it's, it's really crazy to try to like, you don't want to make one shark feel left out. So you're trying to like pace the way you're answering each of them. 
listen to what one of them said when you got when they got cut off to go back to them. So, yeah, I don't know, Kevin. Uh, he just kind of slipped away throughout that whole process. Yeah, I did. I mean, even in the way they edited it, it sounded like he was going to come back around and be like, "All right, let's let's do this." And here's you know, give me twenty five percent or thirty three percent or something. Yeah. You know, a lot higher than than ten percent of the business. Um, speaking of that, how did you decide on your your initial uh, offer valuation? It was actually higher. I think I was going to come in at one fifty, and then the producer said that the sharks this year, because of I guess the economy at the time of filming, was now looking too bright, especially from like the post COVID stuff. So. I uh, just decided, you know, I really, I really wanted the deal, and my costs were so low, 150, 100k. Like to me, that would have been game changing, regardless, right? Plus, to have a shark as a partner, so I wasn't really there for like the specific dollar amounts. Maybe if I had a company for like 10 years, right, and it was like my actual career at the time, then every dollar I would have mattered in terms of valuation. But for me, it was like 150, 100. I don't care. I just want a shark. And I want some funding to, to make this happen because I have a lot of ideas to make it happen. So that was my mindset. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair uh, and, and a, a very smart to look at it like that instead of trying to split hairs on, over, you yeah. know, because of the long game. You know, if, if you did get a deal for 100000 for 10%, you're, you're, I mean, you're really making out well uh, for the foreseeable future as far as the, the, the health of the business um, and, and without having to – maybe go raise money from somebody else or having to go and spend that time and energy and money in that, like in that way elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I, I think, I mean, I think it's smart, but it's a lot better than coming in at like 300,000 and above. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I, bulk, I would have even came in at like 50 K like, to me that I wasn't there again for the money. I was there for uh, a deal for a shark. And, um, but I think, it, so we've, we've actually added a huge, piece of the business. So at the time of Shark Tank filming, I was thinking of, thinking about it as like a purely B2C standpoint, right? You're a customer, you buy it on the app store. And then I, I don't know, just one day, like maybe a month or two after I was in the Shark Tank, this kind of light bulb went off because I'm in, in my career, B2B sales, right? SaaS sales, been doing it my entire career. And I was thinking of ways that Wolf could become uh, a software I could sell to businesses. And then I said, okay, well, a lot of employees now offer like pet insurance, right? Especially from COVID. And now that people are coming back to the office, all these COVID pets, employees are kind of like, well, what am I going to do with my dog at home? They're worried. And I was like, bam, that's it right there. Wolf could be an employee benefit. And happy to announce that I'm trialing it with Amazon for a thousand employees Whoa! I dinged a little too early there. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to their uh, to their conference in uh, less than a month, August 22nd, I believe it is. And then today, I actually I just signed contracts with the Orioles and the Yankees. Yeah, oh, that's like awesome. a, a like a wolf night, you know, like a wolf baseball night. So they have like um, it's called Bark in the Park events where people bring their dogs to the games, and um, basically, like I'm gonna have a booth in that section. And everyone that's in that booth gets, uh, which is like about like a thousand people, they all get like three month promo code for Wolf, right? And it automatically renews. So it's just ways to get massive amounts of people without really having to advertise or spend a lot of money on advertising. 
And then besides Amazon and the Yankees and the Orioles, we uh, are in the middle of partnering with a Canadian pet insurance company. So we're going to be moving into Canada, uh, talking to Shopify. I am talking to Lyft as well, early stages. So there's a lot really? of companies that have expressed interest that I'm, I'm starting to talk to. Have you been able to get into um, like any of the, the Petco or what's the other, the competitor, Pet yeah, that's that's one of the things I'm trying to do. I, I thought of another vertical to get in there. Um, so if you go to my website, there's like an e-gift card, right, where you could basically buy Wolf for anyone else. And the way the way I thought about this is, you know, people, let's say, Joe, let's say you had your birthday coming up and I knew you loved your dog. Do you, do you have a dog, by the way? I, I do. I do have a dog. Um, okay, so, I do have a dog, yes. Well, Joe loves his dog. His birthday's coming up. I don't know what to get him. Why not get him a, a one-year Wolf subscription, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, this is the e-version, right? I'd, I'd buy it. You'd get an email with a promo code. You put it in the app. You have Wolf for a year now. I think it's the most thoughtful gift you can get anyone is a Wolf subscription if they're a pet lover, right? And so I made physical versions of this, and I'm going to try to put them in, obviously, PetSmart, Petco. But I've already gotten um, a few, like, small retail chains – not chains, I guess – a few small mom-and-pop stores to agree to it. That is awesome. Sir, we will have to talk after, uh, after this call because I am looking for experiential – uh, gift cards to give out through our co- you know through our company uh, yeah. and this might fit that bill so we will we will talk we'll talk afterwards um yeah <laughs> did uh did, going into the tank did you have a shark in mind mark Cuban of course he's my one of my idols just one of the coolest guys out there so for sure I wanted mark um yeah <laughs> mark Cuban easily Mark, okay. I, you know, I wasn't sure. I, isn't, I mean, I thought Damon was like the, well, Robert would be the pet guy. But like, yeah, I guess because Robert has, yeah, I know he has a dog at home. Um, Damon is on like the Petco board, I believe. Yeah, I believe you know, so. If I had this like B2B idea at the time, I guarantee they would have been like, oh, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's, I probably would have gotten a deal with at least Damon because then he could have brought it to like the Petco board, you know, bam, right there. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you um, go about preparing for Shark Tank, balancing, you know, life and the business? And uh, I assume you were working, well, you were working another, you know, full-time job, uh, all, you know, and Shark Tank's such a gauntlet. How did you balance all that? Yeah. Uh, so it really is like a, like a part-time job getting ready for Shark Tank. My fiance was not happy at all about it. Like I would get off work come to my computer, um, you know, get my press, my script ready. I'd be probably practicing that pitch like over a thousand times in front of her. She got tired of hearing it. And then, you know, meeting with the producers every week. So yeah, it's a lot of work, but I mean, it's, I, I wasn't mad about it. I loved it. I loved every second of it because I knew what a big opportunity it was to, I mean, just make Wolf turn into a huge business. Right. So I was happy to spend, as many hours as I needed to, to make that happen. Were you uh, a big fan of Shark Tank prior? No, honestly, obviously I knew about the show, right? I I didn't watch it at all. Like I probably saw, you know, an episode here or there over the couple, over the the years. The way I ended up applying is one of my friends was like, when I told them about the idea of Wolf, it was still in development. They were like, hey, you should apply to Shark Tank. And I kind of like laughed it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then, you know, I just 
one night I just did it after dinner, just kind of messing around. And then a month later, I heard back from the producers and that kind of kicked off the whole journey. Oh, that, <laughs> that, once, once I had that call that then I became a fan Then I, I binged like almost every season, like at least seven through the recent ones through, 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 through 14 at the time. Wow. And how do you feel that helps you prepare? Um, yeah, it definitely does. It, it lets you know the kind of questions they ask, right? It lets you know their personalities. It lets you know what they care about. Like all the pet segments, I made sure I was completely locked in, paying attention to see which shark cared the most about pets. So, yeah, I think if you're going to be on Shark Tank, you need to binge as much as possible. so once you got out of the tank and and you know obviously you uh did not get a deal um once you got back what did you do to start preparing your business for potentially getting to air yeah oh man so you don't know if you're gonna air that's probably the most stressful part is like you do all that prep work you shoot and you know they only film like a hundred and 60 180 pitches and then half of those end up airing right so filming is not anywhere of a guarantee that you're going to be on and i thought hey, i didn't get a deal there's even a less of a chance i'm going to air so to be honest i was if you ask me honestly i probably thought there was like a 30 percent chance i would air and um you know the first couple of days after i didn't get a deal i was really bummed out but then I uh, just kind of like said, okay, in my mind, you know, they're wrong. They're going to regret not giving me a deal. And then I just kind of went about almost more motivated than before Shark Tank. And yeah, I just acted like I wasn't going to air. And um, then, you know, one night, three weeks before or whatever it was, four months, four weeks, three weeks before I got the, uh, the notification that I'm going to be airing. And then I was like, okay, now I need to uh, start getting like the servers upgraded all that stuff. So I was really excited when I heard that news. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's uh yeah, the last thing you want is your website going down <laughs> on Shark Tank Air night. Uh for Not sure. even that, more more like the app server. I was like, I don't want the app server to go down. Oh, that well, yeah, that's <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh so did you wind up having a watch party for it? Yeah, yeah, I went back to Maryland with all my friends. There was I think like 15 of us at one of my friends' houses and we all Watched it. We uh, you know, got a bunch of beers and just had a good night. That's awesome. Now, um, how was the com- that the you know you mentioned earlier that you had a bunch of twenty five hundred downloads uh, from that night? How how was it watching that come through? And were you watching? Um, were people? Did you have people paying for the service that night, or was it like? the next, you know, start trickling in as the day, the subscription side start yeah. trickling in over days. You don't, days you don't know like the subscription numbers in real time. You have to kind of wait till the next day to check who all subscribes. So I didn't know who all was subscribing or downloading at the time, but I got a bunch of like live chat messages from the website saying like, Oh, I loved your segment. Oh, I think about this all the time. A lot of people saying they want it for themselves, not even their dogs. So yeah. Uh, I thought I had a good idea there was going to be a lot of downloads. And yeah, I mean, I think 2,500, whatever it was, was, is a good amount for sure. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, I think you can't, you can't take for granted any amount because uh, as you know, as somebody who's got, who got 300 downloads. Yeah. That, that didn't happen just because the app was up live. Right. I yeah. imagine. 
Um, so uh, how did how did you wind up coming across my video? Yours, I think yours was like if you typed in "woof," like Shark Tank. I think yours was like one of the top ones that came up. Actually, one of my friends, uh, he like texted me the next day. He was like, "Hey, this guy uh, covered your your Shark Tank footage. You should like take a look at it." So that's how I found it, at least. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, generally, that's how it happens. Somebody texts somebody. Yeah. I mean, unless the person found my videos prior to going on, which I've had that happen quite a few times. It's it's usually somebody's texting, you know, the people like, hey, you got to check this out. Check out this video. So that's uh, the, the marketing's working. That's awesome. To know. <laughs> that's good yeah. to know. Um, so, RC, growing up, uh, what was your childhood dream? Yeah, so I want my whole family's in medicine. So I they wanted me to be like a doctor and go down the medical school pathway. But I, uh, I've always just had like a more of like a, a salesy type personality, people type personality. So I right when I graduated, I went into sales, right, doing business software sales. And I, um, I, I didn't know at the time that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But then I think me hating working at a company and if you're out there, if you hate working for a company, I think that's a sign that like maybe you do want to secretly, that's like your, your body telling you, you want to be an entrepreneur. You just don't like know it, right? You don't like, oh, I want to invent something. I want to run a company. It's, it's just like a sign that maybe that is the case, especially if you're not lazy. You know, I'm not a lazy person at all. So I think that was a sign like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. And um, when I thought of Woof, I, I knew I just had to to go through with it and start making moves to make it happen. Well, I think the, the, uh, the number one thing that's the toughest for people as entrepreneurs is being good at sales and, and having that background in, you know, for you already puts you well ahead of the game, right? Like, yeah, you got to come up with something to sell. In theory, you could just buy something to sell too, and then sell that. But like, once you have that sales gene in your or, or uh, thought process or however you want to look at it, once you have that sales uh, mentality inside of you, and and you 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 you've been able to channel it, like it's just it's so much easier. Oh yeah, it's so sure. much easier. But uh, you know, especially because as entrepreneurs, we hear no so many times in our life, and as salespeople, we hear no so many times in our life. Um, that yeah, just, no is just a part of it. That never phases me. Maybe Shark Tank now a little bit. But then, you know, I immediately just kind of rebounded. I was like, okay, well, they're wrong. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and again, I think that uh, the the price point that you have is such a, it's such a, like a no brainer. Like 30 bucks a year is not a, a, a tremendous amount of money for a peace of mind. Um, yeah. So, so what is the future of the company looking like? I know you kind of talked about the B two B aspect, but like, what's to, cue us in on what's what's coming? Yeah, so it's a good good question. So, I think I'm going to keep trying to expand the B two B stuff. I want Wolf to be like, you know, basically a part of every major corporation's like uh, employee benefit package, really. I think that's that's one vision. That's one part of the vision. Another part of the vision is um, really kind of, I, I think if you ask me my five-year plan, it would be to start something called Wolf Haven. And what that is, is basically right now we use technology to identify if someone's, you know, 
life is in danger and that means that their pets at home by themselves. But then we don't really have a, a rock solid solution where if that person passed away, let's say no one, let's say they had no one to take care of the pet, right? They didn't have any family. They didn't have a pet beneficiary. What would happen to that pet? I think the long-term vision I have is to have like a branch of the company called Wolf Haven, where basically it's a full, full, uh, service where if something does happen to you, we would, you know, be able to take the pet, raise it as, as our own and like a really, maybe a ranch, who knows, right? Like a really mm. awesome environment where they're just kind of these rescue dogs. And that would obviously be a much more expensive tier. Um, <laughs> the way I thought of this one is I was talking to the Humane Society actually. And um, they have a service kind of like this where if um, you know people pay like I think twenty thousand dollars is the price they told me, where if something happens to them they like would take the dog and and raise it as their own in a really good environment. The thing is they don't have any way to identify if that person ever passed away, so you know they have to like pass away. Someone has to find the dog, hopefully in good health, and then um, I guess through the person's attorney or will know that they have to take it to the humane society. Whereas Wolf. It would be in the app already, right? You download it. Something happens to you. We have the pet beneficiary as us. We, you know, would come collect the pet, raise it as our own. It would, it would live a good life. That's that's probably my my long term vision, and that might not be a tier for everyone, but I think that's a really that's the ultimate peace of mind I can think of. The first thing that comes to my mind is is how how many do, could could they possibly sell? I mean, tw- I guess twenty thousand for the life of the pet. But like, how many could you possibly sell? I think that, that would be for a lot of rich. I think that would be more of like a, a rich person's tier. I, for sure. I would, I would think so. I mean, that's that is I that's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of money in general. Like, it's yeah. You know, I don't for, think I'd have it at twenty thousand. I probably have it much lower. <laughs> kind of like the insurance model, right? You know, you're not paying an arm and a leg for like car insurance, but. If enough people do it, then there's a pot where you can raise dogs and then people keep putting into it. So I think I'd have almost that kind of model. Pots and dogs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the phrasing there. Um, so uh, it, it does make bring to mind um, a place called the Funny Farm here in South Jersey. Yeah. Uh, you should you should definitely look into that. It's a sanctuary for animals, not just dogs, but I think they have like a ridiculous amount of cats and dogs living yeah. there as well as horses goats and every like every every kind of animals live in there um but yeah Yeah. i mean they they do something very similar uh but it's i don't know i don't think there's any call like because it's just like a a a, i don't even think it's public it's just funded by donations um straight up but like that might be a way of get like of having a way to get the animals where it's like the cost isn't super crazy on your end and the cost on the customer end isn't super crazy because it's going to a sanctuary. And I mean, I'm sure there's other sanctuary sanctuaries like, uh, like the funny farm, but I just know of that because uh, we go there from time to time with the kids and they, they absolutely love feeding the goats and feed, you know, yeah. feeding the animals and stuff. But yeah, there's, um, there's, a lot of, um, there's, there's one that reached out to me in I think North Carolina and, it's called like animal city. They're a haven, right? So there's a lot of these kind of individual organizations, but nothing national. And that's kind of what I want to be like this national haven sanctuary, whatever you want to call it. And um, 
I think I, I know when I was watching your video, you mentioned like it's a good idea, Wolf, but like I'm pretty sure someone would, you know, be able to come get my dog if something happened to me. But I think the the bigger thing is not just like rescuing them from from dying, the, the pet, but rescuing them in a quick manner, right? Because mm. dogs particularly can be really traumatized if they're left alone for like even like 10 plus hours if they're not even used to it, right? So imagine like you're crate training a dog and they're in a crate and you go to work at 9 a.m., you get into a car accident on the way home. No one might get to your pet for 24, 48 more hours, right? And that dog's just in a crate for days. That dog is never going to be the same again. Mm. And um, so if you want your dog to like have a, you know, a good, good life, um, if something happens to you, the goal is for Wolf is to identify that something's happened to you as soon as possible and then take steps to rescue your pet. And that first involves, you know, contacting you and your emergency contact list. Ideally, someone in your emergency contact list could come over and take care of your pet before we have to go to that. That final step is really like a, a last resort, right? Like I don't anticipate many people even want that. And that's why on the version that's coming out soon, we are making that an option where you kind of alluded to this earlier about like a different price plan. But basically mm. one of the onboarding questions is you say, do you want us to just stop at level two, like contact your friends, your family, your emergency contacts, if you want us to go to step three, that's fine. Let us know. But we want you to like confirm what, what you prefer. Because a lot of people have reached out saying they don't want 911 to come take their dogs because it could go to like a, a pound or something like that. So something we're aware of. Yeah, yeah. And that like at that point, you're not uh, – I, I mean, I guess it would be kind of up in the air as to like – the person that's the person that's showing up in the situation and what they decide to ultimately do. And cause they're, if they're not contractually agreed to like, we're going to take dog to place, you know, this place specifically based upon a contract or an agreement. Like, yeah, I, I could see that being like, well now so-and-so has another dog in their life because they took the dog, you know, they just took the dog or, or they took it. So like, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff happens in the world. Um, if you can dream it, it can probably happen. Uh, yep. And and yeah, so I could I could see that being a thing where like you wouldn't necessarily want that to happen. But I I do agree that there's um, you know, in, in, like in your case where you're living in New York, I have friends that live in New York um, that don't you know their their family lives in Connecticut or they live somewhere else and they don't live like in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, or even Brooklyn or, or any of those, uh, the boroughs. So, you know, nobody, you know, yeah, they have friends, but somebody's got to know to call that friend, right? They got to know who to yeah. call and they have to get a hold of said person. So, uh, yeah, I could definitely see where where it makes a lot of sense um, for, for people who, who don't necessarily, because like even, I mean, even if I, I don't know, like if I had, my neighbors probably wouldn't even, like they'd have to find out they still have to find out they have to be notified yeah. you know and that's the and if you had work, we would we would let we would be the ones that tell them for them to find out I yes right? so that's that's the point it's not just about like rescuing your pet from dying it's about rescuing them quickly so that there's no trauma the trauma thing is big i i definitely yeah because i mean that's that's the i mean i've seen it like the quick road to putting a dog down yeah, because they get they end up somewhere else, and then they end up somewhere else, and they end up somewhere else, and they end up biting somebody, and it just turns in like the dog is. It's not the dog's fault. Like it didn't happen. 
like they didn't cause that to happen. It was somebody else that you know situation happened to them. And yeah, yeah, some it's sad. yeah. Some of the marketing I'm gonna be. I have to put it together first. But some ideas I have is like interviewing a vet, interviewing a er person and interviewing a police officer so like each one would have their own story like for example the vet i'd ask them like how long is too long for a dog for example to be left alone they'd probably say you know eight hours is the max you should do it otherwise there's there's consequences so imagine like 24 hours right they're not gonna mentally they're gonna be damaged and then for the er person i'd ask you know when someone comes into the er for an emergency of a car accident like do you know if they have a pet at home? They're going to say no, like obviously, right? That's not their, their number one concern is not their pet. It's rescuing them, telling their family. Like if someone told my parents that I was in an accident, my parents wouldn't even remember I had a dog at home. They would be worried about me. The pet would be the last thing on their mind. And so I'm sure a lot of people are in that same situation where only you prioritize your pet because it's your pet. Other people don't. And that's something people have to remember. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause I mean, pets are, are pretty personal to you, uh, not necessarily to the people around you. Um, yep. so yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I definitely, I definitely see the, uh, the appeal of this, especially if you don't have more than, especially if you don't have more than one person living at the house. Yeah. Right. So it's not just, if it's, if it was just me living say in a city, New York or whatever, and I, you know, if I don't come home and do it, you know, take the dog out or, or, or do take care of the dog. Like there ain't somebody else there to, to do it. it. It's not like, well, the, the, the three other roommates I have will, will definitely take care of it. Or the, you know, at least we have like a, a contingency plan at that point. But, yeah. but even then, like, it still would be nice to have that, that because maybe those people have, you know, jobs and other things or, or three other people that you live with happen that also have some kind of circumstance that for some reason they just couldn't be there that, 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 that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's a peace of mind uh, that, that somebody can be alerted to go and, and take care of it. So it may, it does make a lot, a lot, a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's why I made it. <laughs> it made a lot of sense to me. No, I, 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 I do. I, I don't, I almost wonder like why that didn't like why it, it maybe it didn't click as much for me, like in, in the first viewing of the, you know, of the video, the night that it aired. And, and I mean, I, th- I think I got a, a little bit more on the second viewing just a few hours ago, but like talking with you, like I, yeah, it makes, it does make a lot of sense, especially if, again, you don't have more than one person that might be there to take care of said animal. Yeah. And especially if you're like in your early twenties, you're texting people every day. People are going to know if you're missing, but if you're like in your thirties or plus, you don't talk to your friends <laughs> often, right? Like some people in their thirties might not talk to their friends for a week, days, and certainly no one's going to come check on you if you don't answer in, you know, like 18 hours. Right. So there's just so many people out there, millions and millions of people out there that should be using Wolf if they want peace of mind. You know, it just gave me a thought for like an option. And I mean, obviously iOS might be an issue, but like if you could track last activity on a phone, doesn't matter what the activity is, just like screen lit up or or screen unlocked. 
Yeah. Um, you know, at least then you'd have like uh something like somebody unlocks a said screen. Somebody is looking at this. So so like the per- you know, somebody like Yeah, that's that's uh what I was gonna base the home timer off of. Did they I don't think they mentioned the home timer on Shark Tank. So they might have cut it out. But basically there's an away timer where if you're gone for a certain amount of hours, right, the timer expires. There's also another timer called the home timer. Same concept, except you don't. If you don't leave your home in a certain time frame, maybe you have like a heart attack in your house, right? Mm. And then we would same support kicks in. But my original idea was what you just what you just said is that if you don't like use your phone in a certain number of hours, then um, support would be triggered. But the developers told me that's not something you could do currently. So. I, I yeah. thought it was a good idea too. <laughs> yeah, well, like my, you know, like great minds think alike. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it, it would be. I mean, Android, you probably could do that. Yeah. And iOS, I, I highly doubt you could pull that off uh, unless you had the app running in the background with background services turned on. And even then, I don't know if it would give that access, like to that. You know, you don't even need to know what. You just need to know, like. One or zero. It's something happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I could see why they they probably wouldn't do that. Um. So RC, I really appreciate you taking the time to come here today and and share with us uh your your story and and how you know how things are going and and all that. Can you please let people know how they can get Wolf for themselves? Yeah. So there's three ways. You can either go to the App Store for apple the app store for android or you can just go to wolfhelp.com and um, wolfhelp.com will have the badges that'll link you to the app store but if you're just in the app store just search wolf and it'll come up Uh, luckily shark tank boosted that up a lot when i first came out with the app uh wolf because it's such a common term right it was like wolf was way down there like you had to scroll three or four pages in the app store to find it but now, thanks to Shark Tank, it's like right, right at the top. So if you type "white wolf" in, it'll come up. That's that is that is priceless, especially when you have a name that is, you know, generic uh, enough as Wolf. Like, what does dog say? Wolf, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that is absolutely awesome. RC, thank you so much again for taking the time to be here today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Anyway, thank you for making it all the way to the end of this video. If you haven't watched RC's uh, pitch, click on up here. If not, I'll see you in the video down below. Take care and Kobe super. Thanks, Joe.